Bulldog Broadcast on the Field of 68 Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. We've got one of the best play-by-play guys, not just on the West Coast, but in the country, joining us today. He just called Gonzaga's game at Santa Clara, Roxy Bernstein. Roxy, thanks for joining. Anytime, Dan. You know that. Happy to be with you. Well, I wanted to get your take on what you saw in person with Gonzaga the other day at Santa Clara, and then we'll get into what you feel and what you see as far as the lay of the land on the West Coast, in particular Pac-12, and how Gonzaga stacks up. But you called the game alongside Casey Jacobson. I watched it on TV. That was another offensive just masterpiece by Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. What did you see? Your, your former teammate, Casey Jacobson, by the way. Yes. Um, the explosiveness we knew, right, and the firepower and the creativity from Gonzaga, we already knew that, Dan. But the efficiency that they work under and just the amount of weapons they have. Okay, Timmy does this. You know what? Well, Strother didn't do anything. He didn't need to. Because, <laughs> and, and Chet Holmgren didn't do all that much. Then Nolan Hickman comes off the bench, and he's hitting threes. And – uh, Regier Butler gets off to a great start. It is just an embarrassment of riches for Mark Few in terms of the direction he wants to go to in a particular game. All right, let's set the game plan. We think this team has a deficiency here. This is where we're going to attack him. So guess what? Regier or uh, Andrew, today's your day to score. It's almost like he picks who's going to be the guy that day. And certainly Timmy with his ability, his footwork, his touch, in his feel for the game, it's just remarkable to watch when they're flowing like they are right now. What for the first time in Gonzaga history, three straight 100 point games and had 117 then 110 now 115. It's, it's, it really is fun to watch it. You've called games for a long time and I can't, and so have I, but I can't remember a team scoring over a hundred points as easily as they've done that in the last three games and then just putting it all together. Does any team in recent memory quickly come to mind for you? The only team that comes to mind, and granted, this is long before you and I were even in college, was LMU in the days when Paul Westhead with Hank Gathers, Bo Kimball, Jeff Fryer, that group, where they were literally just trying to outscore everybody. Yeah. Right? They didn't, okay, you can have two, we're getting three. You know, and it was how quick and the tempo and how fast they could play. And they were getting 100 at least every night. That's the only thing, but it's such a far different style, right? That was the run and gun. That was push, 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 push. And we're getting up as many shots as possible. Where the efficiency that Gonzaga is working under right now with the sharing of the basketball, the assists, the way they're running the offense. Yes, they're attacking and they're going quickly, but it's within the flow. It's not like it's a forced tempo like LMU did back in the day. You know, I have the the luxury of calling a lot of Gonzaga games with our regional crew. I'll occasionally get a national uh, broadcast with CBS Sports, which I have two of them for Gonzaga this year because of the WCC package. You get to call them on occasion, but you call them with a, a color analyst who doesn't see them as up close and as much as I do. When you are sitting with a guy like Casey Jacobson who knows the game extremely well and you were preparing for this game and then Gonzaga like literally is clicking on all cylinders. What type of comments is he making during media timeouts uh, in regards to what they're doing? Wow. 
Um, this is amazing to watch. It's just fun to watch because you're right. Casey doesn't do a lot of Gonzaga games. He does a lot of Fox games. Uh, in addition to the, the West Coast Conference, you know, regional network that you and I get to do games for when we're available to do those. Uh, but, you know, Casey's more wrapped up in the Pac-12, uh, the Big East, who Fox is with, some Mountain West, where he doesn't get a chance to see Gonzaga in person. And it's such a different show and environment when you're in person to, to be able to watch it. And it's one thing to see it and how it translates on television. This was my second Gonzaga game in person this year. And it's just, it, it's so fun, the joy they play with, that they genuinely love playing with one another. And it's the culture that you were a part of from when you were playing there that Mark Few has developed over the years that has been, I think, the, the benchmark for Gonzaga. It's the culture. It's the program. It's about the program. It's not about individual people. And everybody sacrifices their personal goals for the team goals. Right, you've got McDonald's All-Americans, five-star freshmen yeah. that are coming off the bench that are just, okay, if I'm playing 15 minutes, great. And they buy into what Mark and the program are about. And you don't see that. And that's the one thing, at least for me, Dan, that's remarkable, is the buy-in factor. Everybody's on the same page. And it's, it, it's obvious when you're in person, you get to see it. And I know Casey, as well, on Saturday, really – uh, was eye-opening to him to see just how much they genuinely like one another and like playing with one another. Before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, it's fun to watch when they're clicking because not only are they they fun to watch on the basketball side, but you can tell uh, they've got an enjoyment in the game, and I think that's personified in Drew Timmy with his mustache kind of flip, uh, you know, after a big play. But I want to get into where you see Gonzaga stacks up against the other good teams on the West Coast. You call a ton of Pac-12 games for ESPN as well as Pac-12 Network. I'm sure you've seen Arizona, UCLA, and USC in person this year. When you look at those three teams, who I think are all very good, where do they fall in comparison to Gonzaga roster-wise in your estimation? Right now, I give the edge to Gonzaga over those other three. And the polls agree with us (laughs) because they're ranked number one in the country right now. Slim margin over Auburn, but they are. And that's the great thing about college basketball is we'll see who the best team is once we get to March or at least who's playing the best at that particular time. And that's what every coach is striving for. The Pac-12 teams are really, really good, those three. And I know SC's hit a little bit of a bump in the road here in the last couple of games. And Oregon maybe is finding their stride and turning into the team that a lot of people thought they were going to be before the season after they really got off to a rough start. But I I felt that that UCLA and Arizona were the top two teams with SC right there in the Pac-12. It's funny because UCLA went on this pause, right? It's almost like people forgot about them. 
for a little while because they hadn't played in so long. And we're going to get a taste of it next week when they square off against Arizona. We'll see for a game that was postponed from late in December, which unfortunately for me, Dan, I was going to call the first one. And now <laughs> schedule works out. I don't get it when they reschedule. So little poor me. Um, but the, the difference that I see uh, with those two teams is defensively, I think Arizona is a little bit better than uh, UCLA is. And I think UCLA is a pretty good defensive team. And certainly Mick Cronin was very frustrated after that overtime loss to Oregon. And what did he, what did he call it? Arrogant. Uh, there was some term that I'd never heard used, but it was kind of fitting because he was really frustrated with the way they didn't guard against Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe part of it is Tommy, look, Tommy Lloyd stepped into a great situation, right? He had a full cabinet of talent. And also with the mindset that Sean Miller had for those players, for even the European players who don't necessarily think defense first, right? It's all about offensive creativity and skills, which they've got. But Azulis Tabellis had to come in, uh, Ben Matherin, and it was about defense always in Sean, a lot of structure in Sean Miller's program where Tommy's very different in the way he runs things, a lot more freedom, a lot more creativity with the offensive side of things. And both of them were extremely successful in what they do, right? Sean had a great run in Arizona and Tommy's just beginning what appears to be a great run. And we're seeing the mesh of those two styles. Um, There's some concerns. Kirk Creasy didn't play the other day, but they still handled Utah, had to pull away in the last 10 minutes. not sure what's happening with the Kim Aiken situation. That hurts Arizona's depth. But if I had to give an edge right now, I'd give it to Arizona slightly over UCLA. A lot of people that listen to this obviously know the name Tommy Lloyd very well. And you touched on Tommy. Uh, he's a longtime assistant at Gonzaga. Are there any core attributes of the Arizona program this year that you see that you say – Wow, that's straight from Gonzaga. Like, is it a complete replication of what Gonzaga does? Or has Tommy added his own wrinkles to Arizona? I, I, I can't say it's a complete replication because Tommy's got to be his own guy, right? Look, for 20 years, he's sitting next to Mark Few. And he's absorbing as much as possible. But along the way, look, Tommy's his own bright basketball mind. that he's got his own visions, but it's Mark's program. And I'm sure Tommy, over the years, making notes for that occasion, he was going to get his own program at some point. It was just a matter of when. And he was ready for that opportunity when Arizona called. And, and now he's running with him. They're, what, 14-1 and one and top number three in the country. And I, the similarities I see on the offensive end with the joy that they play with, the sharing of the basketball, the tempo, the flow that's where I see the most similarities stand between the Gonzaga teams and now Tommy's Arizona program. And Tommy's got a lot of his own personality to the program also, where there's some similarities with him and Mark, but they're different. And that's, I think what made them so successful that Mark could ask Tommy some questions, get a real answer instead of just, yes, coach. But Tommy had his own, Hey, look, we're not doing this right. We need to do this this way. And there was that push and pull between the two, but they managed to coexist and work together brilliantly for 20 years. But now it's Tommy's program and he's got a good staff with Jack Murphy and those guys down there at Arizona. 
And I think that there are a lot of similarities, but for me, it's more on the offensive end. That's the, the real area of similarity I've seen between the two programs. I love that breakdown. Last question, Roxy, before I let you go, because um, you look at the entire landscape of college basketball, but I know your heart and your passion for hoops lies on the West Coast. Is this the year that Gonzaga wins the Final Four? I had to put you on the spot, right? I know, but you know what? I, I thought I thought they were the best team a few years ago, right, when they didn't win it with that Rui and Brandon Clark and that group. They didn't win it, but they yeah. were, to me, they were the best team. And look, every year, it's about who's hot in matchups, right? And we thought Gonzaga was the best team last year. And with Jalen Suggs and that group, and look, Baylor was just a better team on that day. Do I think Baylor was the better basketball team last year? No, but I do think they were on that day. And that's all that matters. This is not the best four out of seven. This is not the NBA finals or the best of in a championship series. It's 40 minutes. And if you don't have your A game, you can get beat. I don't care if it's in the finals or as we've seen when Virginia was a one seed losing in the first round, you have to bring it for 40 minutes. So look, do I think that they have all the qualities you look for in a team to win the national championship? Absolutely. I think their defense is getting better. That's the one area for me Dan, that concerns me. I'm not worried about them offensively. They're going to score. And <laughs> yeah. they're going to, I don't care who they're going up against. They're scoring. It's just defensively. And I had the loss against uh, Alabama. They couldn't stop Alabama's three-point shooting in that game. Shackelford went nuts. DJ Davidson was great in that game. That was a fabulous basketball game. I thought Alabama played their A game. I didn't think Gonzaga did. Alabama won. Yeah. So, but for 40 minutes, you got to bring it. So, do I think this is a national championship caliber team? Absolutely, I do. Let's see the matchups and let, let, let's, let, let's tap the brakes on that. I always hate to oh, pick your national champion now. Oh, you were wrong. Oh, you never <laughs> believed in us. I told you, you were wrong. So, but yes, to me, they are a legitimate threat to win, to cut down the nets. Well, you're season. in the media game, so you know where that question was going. You did yeah. a tremendous job of dancing around it, giving <laughs> praise, but not giving your full stamp of approval. So, Roxy, I always appreciate uh, getting a chance to call games with you, even though I don't think we have any together this year. Uh, and always good to hear your insight uh, on different programs. So thanks again for joining. Anytime, Dan. Thanks for having me.